Welcome to the YouTube Podcast. I'm Kojibent Williams. Tourism podcast dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and wherever I get your podcasts. My conversation today is with the marketing manager of Blue Zebra Lodge, Jean Dunlop, who is the international buyers and media at the boutique and unique island lodge. As part of the post Malawi International Tourism Expo activities, Jen outlines what makes the island a unique experience and its draw as a burden haven. Good afternoon and welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. And we are at the sun- Sunset Lounge at Blue Zebra here in Malawi. <clears throat> and I have been joined by Jen. Jen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us, Kojo. Ah, after all the communication, all the you know, engagement, social media exchanges, finally, I'm, I'm here. And Finally. It's good to have you here. Gorgeous property. Introduce yourself and who you are and what you do for uh, Blue Zebra. Sure. Uh, I'm Jen, as Kojo mentioned. I've actually grown up in Africa, uh, born in South Africa, grown up in Botswana, um, which are both incredible destinations in, their, in themselves. I moved to Malawi six years ago, thinking I'd be here for a year, running a fantastic, very vibrant uh, backpacker beach bar in Cape McClear, the Funky Cichlid. And... From there, an incredible opportunity came up to move to Blue Zebra, which is on Nankoma Island, uh, very secluded, totally immersed in nature, and that's right up my alley. Um, Six years later, I'm still here. I never went uh, back home. And to be honest, Malawi has now become home. Um, The people here have been incredibly welcoming definitely have convinced me to stay much longer than I ever intended and becoming a part of the Blue Zebra team um, first as lodge manager for two years and then setting up an office to start up Blue Zebra Safaris just has been an incredible opportunity um, to work within Malawi to promote Malawi and we're really just getting started. Okay for people listening to us and who have not been here give them uh, uh, a visual impression of what uh, Blue Zero is about, where it's located, and 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 everything that you want them to know about this property. Sure, I can see Kojo looking around, trying to just take it all in. We are on a really small island. It's only 68 hectares, uh, Nankoma Island, really off the grid, very unknown. And to be honest, if you look on the map, if you look on Google Maps, you actually have to zoom in to find it. It's part of an archipelago, three islands that are under the protection of Lake Malawi National Park. We are within that reserve, which many people don't know is the, the world's first freshwater national park located in Malawi. The reason the boundaries have been created here is to promote the breeding of fish. There are specific kinds of fish called cichlids that you find in Lake Malawi, uh, over a thousand that are always being studied and they always evolve. We've got species of cichlids that are endemic to these islands that you won't even find anywhere else in the lake. So basically to protect the marine life, the bird life uh, and the natural habitats, the park was designated. And from there, 
developments with tourism establishments have come up to make sure that for many years to come we will preserve these areas but promote them through and support them through tourism. So we are on an island that has a nature trail 2.3 kilometers around but for those a little bit more adventurous and wanting to walk a bit more okay. there are beautiful hikes over the island that dissect the island. The island is uninhabited, no one's living here but our Blue Zebra team. We do have staff who come in and out every day on a boat um, three kilometers away. The staff um, pickup is much closer. There's a area for boarding for guests that's only nine kilometers away. But although that doesn't seem too far, once you get to the island, you really are very remote, as I said, very off the grid. Um, and it's just a beautiful scenic area. You've got, from where we're sitting now, gorgeous palm trees, a view of, you might hear the lapping lake in the background, really gorgeous calm evening, so we're excited for a sunset cruise this evening. But basically a complete immersion in nature. I don't know if you can hear any of the birds around us. Yeah, so I mean, just on the birds, uh, how many species do you have? Over 350. Uh, Malawi has really become a good birding hotspot. Uh, okay. Malawi has over 650 species, and we're Is really it your number still one uh, activity here at, in the Blue Zebra? If we, uh, aside of the boat, I mean the water sport and the kayaking, etc., would you consider uh, the birding as as a, a definitely? A strong if you are interested in birds, and I must admit, I'm still an amateur myself. This uh, location has made me really want to learn a lot more. But this is a fantastic birding paradise. We've got some migratory birds that come through. And for anyone who's interested in birding or maybe um, particularly keen, we do have the African pitter nesting here from November to April every year. It's a migratory bird that people travel the world to just get a glimpse. Um, in Zimbabwe and Zambia, there's pitter tours. There's websites promoting them. And in 2019, we had our first official sighting on Nankoma Island, and they're breeding across the three islands uh, here every year, which is also, particularly from experts, uh, said to be a sign of this being such a safe haven for species to breed, uh, to grow, to nurture, to develop. So the birding is a fantastic experience here. Okay, now let's look at other activities that one sure. can undertake once here because now sure. you, you 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 tell me there are no inhabitants here so it's yes, just literally no one lives here. Uh, you know blue uh, zebra republic <laughs> they were like <laughs> <Definitely>. that <laughs> um, and really to get a bit of a feel it's not really like a resort just so people understand a bit where we are if you look at blue zebra it is taking a quite remote safari camp onto an island so the highlights are, I mean, reconnecting back with nature um, beyond the marine activities. If you are just wanting a complete relax, some guests will enjoy the infinity pool and the views from there while they have their cocktails and various spa treatments. We've got a gorgeous island spa overlooking the lake. But for those a little bit more adventurous, I've mentioned the nature trails are fantastic to explore. Mid-year, we are also going to be opening nature trails that are much longer, um, beautiful, really extensive, uh, on the second island, which is Maleri Island. There are massive 
baobab trees, ancient fig trees that you walk along. Again, incredible, incredible birding. On the lake, if you do visit us, you cannot not do a sunset cruise. You have to do a sunset cruise to end one of your evenings. Every evening, it's sort of like a movie or a spectacle. All the guests choose their space and have sundowners um, while watching the sunset. So sunset cruise, snorkel trips, and then we've got all the various water sports, so banana boating, tubing, skiing. So something for the more adventurous and the adrenaline junkies. And then obviously activities to just completely relax, unwind, typically after a safari, if you've been to one of the wildlife parks before you've come to us. Okay, now uh, let's look at the staffing. What, what's your staff strength? So for a, we're at only 11 chalets. So to put in p- perspective, you know, our capacity of guests um, is maximum up to 29, although normally we'd have around 18 guests when we're busy and full. And we've got over 40 permanent staff working at the lodge. Some of the team all come in and out. Uh, all from Malawi who are based at the lodge. Okay. Um, as you know, I'm from South Africa and Botswana, You'd so I'm the one, so. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully a token Malawian. It's, I've been welcome, welcomed in, really. Um, so I represent the lodge. I'm not based at the lodge. But the lodge is Malawian-run. Um, Ken, our lodge manager, does a fantastic job. And we've been expanding the team over time. I must say we are very fortunate that, although COVID had its many impacts, we... Did not uh, have we did not let go of any staff. Okay. Um, the owners of the lodge also have been in, in agriculture for a long time in Malawi, and that was able to support our team. And everyone just came together. There's such a wonderful team here. Uh, helped us build more uh, build a national park space for park scout rangers who do patrols around the island just to ensure no uh, fishing within the 100-meter boundary and to prefer, uh, make sure everything is preserved and protected. Um, and we had people basically working on all sorts of different projects that were not in your profession, but we all came together and actually had a really great time. Um, so we've got a fantastic team here that's very diverse. Uh, there's Most of our employees are from a village very nearby, and a few are from, they commute quite a bit further. The furthest commuter would be uh, from Luwande, and he is the one who brings us the most experience with the birds and the guiding too. Um, so all a Malawian team running, a, running the full operation, really. Okay, I mean, this, is an, this should be an inherent part of what uh, Blue Zebra represent in terms of your sustainability footprint but if you may want to go into it to explain to us what the things that you're doing you know in the wake up obviously you know we've we've seen the cyclone and we've seen other human activity what are the initiatives that uh, Blue Zebra has put in place or intending to do to cement your you know your grip on sustainability and responsible tourism? Sure. So obviously a very large part of it is conservation and has always been inherently conservation, being in Lake Malawi National Park. There's a lot that comes with that that spreads to working with the community um, on sustainable fishing practices, which has been a very key response. From there, we've developed to obviously expand a very big team who are working at the lodge. 
through that, we run programs with uh, two of the universities to take interns um, every year who come and work at the lodge, gain experience and promote being able to work in tourism and expand in tourism. Um, a big part of that for us moving forward is promoting women in tourism and moving into key roles that hasn't always been uh, really recognized or really embraced by women, um, particularly, for example, roles as chefing or going into management. Um, so we are looking at various initiatives bringing more women in and highlighting those key roles for women in tourism. We work with a community of local schools, primary schools nearby. Of course, we have to cross the lake to get there. <laughs> but our lodge manager, Ken, has been fantastic and really instrumental in those relationships with the different schools. His primary uh, goal basically being keeping children in school through motivation of sports. Now, there are a lot of football programs around in Malawi, a lot of programs that target uh, men or boys who will become men in school and focus on their achievements. So he's made it really key to the program that um, it's, based, it's called back to school through sports, but that we highlight just as equally netball so that we're okay. bringing in female teams. And so we've got a volleyball. Uh, yes, you've got volleyball <laughs> on the island as well. Course, we yeah. don't have netball here, but we've been working through a few years in a, a build-up of uh, sponsoring trophies. So we've got an annual tournament. Okay. And along the lake shore, there is a lot of illegal fishing. You do find a lot of young children who are assisting pulling up the nets, and then they will be given a few of the small fish, for example, that they can take home for the evening. Where schooling is free in these areas, but they are rather helping with the fishing practices than being in school and learning. So the idea behind that was if we could help to provide more resources for the school, um, build up better classrooms, be able to support some of the teachers, uh, coaches, and bring in an element of fun, um, leadership teamwork through the football and the netball teams and the sports trophies then we may have ways to start encouraging children to be in school more with a foresight of being able to work in roles such as what we have in tourism we've got a program linked to that where some key staff from the lodge have gone and interacted with children at school and explained what we do what they do um, and all the different possibilities now that exist in Malawi. So no longer having to uh, only be limited to fishing, which is part of the village that they're in. Hospitality brings about so many different job opportunities for the community. So we've been working a lot with relationships in that um, and promoting development of the schools at the same time. Great. Uh, finally, uh, this week, I mean last week, uh, we held a... Malawi International Tourism Expo and it just returned after three years because of yes. uh, COVID-19. What was your impression of the event and did you was it worth your, your, your time and while once there? Definitely worth our time. It was quick. It was a two-day, very interactive um, expo. It was really fantastic to have it back. 
And one of the things that it just seemed like COVID suddenly didn't exist anymore. I mean, we've all been through this turbulent time, um, not just for tourism, for so many different industries. And we were all there networking, embracing travel again without any shame. You know, we went through a a time where being in marketing you didn't really want to promote tourism and travel it's it sort of became irresponsible and now we are back the world is ready yeah. people have itchy feet they want to get out and so having that excitement about tourism again and having people interested in Malawi has just been a fantastic experience to get the conversation started again to get promoting happening again and it's been really incredible to welcome a lot of the buyers and the media from around the world, many who have never been to Malawi. Two people in the group that we're with at the moment have been to Malawi, but for everyone else it's a new experience and that's what they will go back and hopefully share with the world and show people that this really is a destination worth visiting. In 30 seconds, what makes Malawi the warm heart of Africa? <laughs> Obviously, of course, the people to start with, um, the welcoming spirit, the culture is absolutely fantastic. Um, there are such incredible destinations to explore that do not have teeming tourists, uh, loads and loads of tourists around. So you really go a little bit more off the grid, quite adventurous, and you're welcomed by a wonderful, wonderful presence of people so ready to bring you into their country, show you their country, show you their culture. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. It's good to have you here.